Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, your guide for growing lawn care and landscape startups into a thriving business. This show is dedicated to helping you improve your business and achieve financial success. Your host, Paul Jamison, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Join us as Paul shares his expertise and passion, helping you create a prosperous future. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. On the Green Industry Podcast, boys. <clears throat> hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Atlanta. Uh, we're at Synced Live with Thriving Tony. <laughs> Tony Rudolph. <laughs> Do you know why I called you Thriving Tony? Well, I heard a little clip. I don't know if it's true, but Mr. Producer told me that it... See, I heard a little clip from your new book, but I just figured it was not me. I figured it was just someone else you knew that was a Tony. Um I still don't know if it's me because I haven't heard it from you, but Mr. Producer told me, or maybe he's just assuming that it was me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell me. (laughs) So I'm working on a new book and I hired somebody to help me talk through what I, what I'm going to write about in the book, like a professional. So I'm talking to him and he's like, well, who, who do you help? And I was like, most of my audience is in survival mode. Their uh, equipment's breaking down. They hire somebody and then they don't show up. And their numbers all the time are way too low. Like if I do a coaching call with someone and I'm looking at their p and I'm like, you're not charging enough. So I'm telling all these problems. Like th- this is who's listening and I'm trying to help. And he's like, well, someone who's in that survival stage, where do you want them to get? And I told him, I was like, well, I have a buddy in, in, in Lake Oconee. I, I literally told him. I was oh, like, his wow. name's Tony. <laughs> I said, he paid his house off. He's debt free. I said, his wife seems like she likes him. And I said, he has two kids. I've been to his house and his business is perfect. And I'm not saying everybody has to be solo, but you don't have all these issues of, 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 of what I, what I see other people have of all sizes of business. Like yeah. you're not in survival mode. You're, you're, right. your life has peace and margin. So Absolutely. I was telling, I was yeah. telling this to my friend. I literally, <clears throat> I was like, Tony. So he's like thriving Tony. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, that's the goal of your new book is to get people into thriving mode. So and, and that's thriving in your um, relationships. It's thriving in your equipment that you have stuff that works. Um, it's thriving in having good customers, thriving in every component of your business. And I'm not saying you're um, perfect. Oh, there's lots of problems still. Yeah. But you're not in survival mode. <laughs> no. Not no, even no. close. Right. And, and so anyways, I was talking to the fellow who's helping me structure the book. He's like, well, let's name survival mode Steve. I was like, okay, survival mode Steve, who's not named after anyone. If you're named Steve, I didn't name the character right. after yeah. you. Yeah. But <clears throat> I was just explaining this to Jeremy Talboy. Most people who find the Green Industry Podcast are in survival mode. That's why they typed into Apple Lawn Care Podcast, and, and they found, you know, welcome to the show. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and then he's like, well, how did they get from survival mode to thriving mode? I was like, well, you don't just go from survival to to, to – so uh, thriving, there's a middle ground called growth. 
and I started telling about Geek the Freak. I was like, I used to watch this guy on YouTube named Greg Chisholm, and he would talk about these $35 yards he would do and all these, like, you know, and I was telling about Greg. He's like, yeah, growth yeah. mode Greg. And I was like, there you go, growth <laughs> mode Greg. So in the book, we have survival mode Steve. We have growth mode Greg, who's named after Greg Chisholm. And then we have thriving mode Tony, who's named after you. Wow, that's and, incredible. And, yeah. I don't think I really fit that character that I should be in your book, but hey. is your is your marriage <laughs> thriving or is it sh- it's thriving? Yeah. And is your house paid off? You don't have a mortgage? No mortgage. And yeah. you and I was bragging to Jeremy Talboy. He 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 does um I think they did eight million or something last year. He's a big uh big company in Atlanta. Not doing eight million. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um but I was telling him you're in Reynolds Plantation. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the principal is he's in the high end neighborhoods here, but you're in the highest neighborhood in Georgia that I'm I've ever seen. There's only one hotel there. It's the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, that's true. And so anyway, the book is uh, you, you are the character in the book that what you want to become is thriving, whether you scale or you stay local, not local, uh, solo, solo, uh-huh. solo and proud. You want to have your equipment good, your good customers, your, your kids know your name, yeah, you know, yeah, or, call, yeah. or call you dad. But my point right. is you're not, um, there's so much, um, I don't want to say idolatry, but people worship their lawn business and they just do. scale, 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 and everything else falls apart. And guys see that like, Oh, I got to, how much, how much do you do? How much do you do? And, and it's this, this race to, uh, yeah, race, race to a gross number that, doesn't mean what they actually yeah have right um and one of the things that was a couple of years ago um i was talking with a guy that owns the second biggest company in our whole area uh and they they do i don't know i think about six million or something there on the lake big big company um and i was talking to him at the gas station known him for for a while uh great guy and uh and, it, and one day I was getting gas, putting gas in my mower, and he just pulls up. He's not putting gas anymore, right? Is that right? the gas he, with the McDonald's connected to uh, it on the corner? I think I was at the one a little bit, the BP that's just like, you can almost see it from there, but I was down a little south of I that. I got you. But anyway, he pulls up in his truck. You know, he, he doesn't, you know, do mowing or anything, obviously, um, in the stage that he's in. Um, but he pulls up, and, and he was like, I, you know, I wish I was in the spot that you're in. He said, me and my friend, you know, back in the day doing it, um, we were sweating our butts off. He didn't say butts, but, you know, uh, and I thought it was super hard back then. Um, but I wish I wish I would have just stayed and kept it like how yours is, um, because now, you know, he has he has 40 trucks running there and, you know, doing all the stuff. Um, but is from his perspective, it seems like his quality of life with doing that was is down a little bit um now he probably i mean i would hope that he's still making way more than me you know if he's good having to tolerate all that i mean net or you know whatever um but that like he that was a real conversation like this is not this is not a kind of guy where he's just like a, um you know like just a super nice just go around the town and chat with everybody kind of guy. He's not like that. I mean, he's a, he's a businessman, but for some reason, um, you know, he told me that that day and I'm not like super close with him, but, um, just, you know, just knowing him around the area for a lot of years. And that, 
uh, that was something that kind of stuck with me when he told the day because he wasn't telling me that like, hey, I want to, you know, that he wasn't telling me that just because I felt like he was just making me to try to appreciate where I'm at. I didn't have that feeling. I had that feel like he was genuinely looking at me like, you know, I wish I wasn't in, you know, I wish I was <clears throat> there than where I am right now. Um, and I don't even know 100% if he's a believer or anything, but like, um, it was a legitimate, you know, you know, hard look like in his eye, like, and, um, and I, I, I wouldn't expect him to say that or anything. I didn't know. I was just, I was just, Hey, how are you doing? You know, this or that. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't even at the time, you know, I just wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't thinking about, um, you know, do I wasn't thinking about business scalability or anything at the time. I was just going about my day, but it was just crazy that he, uh, like he almost like he didn't break down, but like, it was like, it was a genuine, like really honest, you know, small, you know, short, you know, talk that we had. And so that was, that definitely gave me something to think about that day, a couple of years ago to, cause to see it from someone that, you know, is doing six, seven million a year and basically has everything that people in our community would think that they want, you know what I mean? He has brand new truck, you know, everything. Um, but, you know, he's uh, not on his first marriage, you know, like, you know, you know, That's, the things. That, that uh, was, yeah, that was the point I was so, making. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to talk bad about this person. I mean, I, I love this guy and I still um, hopefully I can gain more friendship with him in the future. But um, and if if I scale it one day because if if that's what god wants me to do i'm willing to do that um i'm finally at the point in my faith where i feel like uh if god wanted me to go and build grass huts in africa i'm willing to do that you know i'm at that point in my life where i genuinely am willing to do that um and so for now you know i'm making big impact doing other things like in ministry and other things and so for now my business is serving me very good the way it is um you know we're we, you know, my family's able to live well. Um, my wife is actually able to stay home now. So, um, I mean, she has for a lot of years, but we're able to, um, she actually helps run a homeschool group with hundreds of people in it, like in our area, the Lake Country Homeschool Group. Um, Cause that was something I did. I was homeschooled growing up, which was uh, one of the best things that has ever happened in my life because the, the foundation was very, very good. Um, you know, as a young kid and as a middle schooler, I had a, a very good foundation. Um, still had a lot of friends, you know, just like I do now. Um, so I don't think that means that just because you're homeschool, like you have no friends. Um, you know, like I'm at I'm at some of it almost every night of the week doing something, right? Um, and and that's great. It's a blessing. Sometimes it feels like my life is a little bit too full right now, but um, but what I'm saying is that was a huge blessing, and then so grateful that we're able to do that with our kids now too. Um, <coughs> So we're able to do that. And uh, yeah, our, our business provides very well. Um, and then actually, after we pay off our house, I actually had to call my Dave Ramsey investment guy. We had to bump up the investment a little bit, um, you know, to, to um, you know, to more get to our 15%. And so all the, like all these things are happening that are just like a, a blessing that like, I, I didn't really think, like I didn't see this coming. It wasn't like, oh, well, in six years, I'm going to do this, right? Um, now about maybe three, four years ago, like when I took financial peace university, it really started ramping up, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm doing the steps, I'm doing the work, but I don't know that I really like 
believed it in my own mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, and he, you know, it wasn't till like when I, when we had to go to the bank and wire in that, they make you wire in the last $200 of your mortgage or something. They make you do that. I mean, depending on the mortgage company or whatever. Um, and when we did that, like, uh, even then, you know, like it's still, uh, I still don't know that I feel it like a hundred percent, like the freedom of it. You know what I mean? But how cool is it that the other day, I mean, we, it rained all day Monday. Um, so I did nothing. Uh, my kids were feeling a little under the weather and stuff like that. So I was able to help with them. Um, and I was home all day Monday. Um, you know, and then yesterday and today I was, you know, trying, I was busting it, trying to get here and I will have to catch up some things tomorrow, next day. Cause we're starting to go into a little pine straw season, starting to, you know, things will get a little busy for a little bit. Um, but the blessing that I was able to come here, even as a solo guy, got a full day of rain on Monday. It's Wednesday and mm-hmm. I'm still here and I'm able to take the full day. Um, and just, uh, I don't, I really don't have a lot of mental stress, you know, as far as money, you know, but also like you're saying is like scheduling, you know, I'm not worried about my guys out there. I don't have any trucks running around or nothing. I've communicated with all my clients yesterday that, Hey, I'm not coming to your yard tomorrow due to rain and other things. We have to reschedule it to Friday. So they all know about that. Um, so that's another key thing, guys. I think if you're going to come to these things, if you just communicate it sometimes, cause it like in my mind, probably a lot of people's mind, you feel like, well, if I tell them that I'm not going to come, well then maybe they'll think even less of me. So I should just like wait and then I'll just show up. Um, but I think it's better to communicate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, so I communicated those things. So that made me feel good about it. And then, you know, this morning I woke up early, five something, made a little hot tea, like Paul Jameson tells us, because I knew I'd be talking a lot of the day um, and talking to a lot of people and stuff. And uh, uh, picked up my dad because my wife had another thing that she was going to be a part of today. So she wasn't she was going to come if I was going to come yesterday. But a lot of random things happened So because I couldn't come both days anyway. But I'm glad that I could come today because Naylor said you weren't going to be here yesterday. I don't know who was here yesterday, but. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a really cool event and I appreciate you having me on your podcast, like for many years and probably been on your podcast, like 10 times, maybe say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management upgrade to jobber, the field service management software, streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing, impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Stop wasting time responding to website inquiries that are not in profitable service areas. Let my service area filter those inquiries for you so you know every inquiry will be in one or more of your profitable areas. My service area is a secretary for your website that will only allow good leads and inquiries through your website. This means no more looking up addresses and responding to people that you cannot service. Using my service area will allow you to focus on certain areas which help build dense routes. Daily miles traveled matter more than ever today, so knowing your numbers and how far you can travel mean everything to your success. Start saving time and become more efficient today with My Service Area. You can learn more at myserviceareacom forward slash Paul. Again, that's myserviceareacom forward slash Paul. Yeah, uh-huh. I, came, I came to your beautiful home there in uh, Buckhead. Uh-huh. 
It's not, not the Atlanta Buckhead, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the country Buckhead. <clears throat> but the point in thriving mode, Tony, is you can be thriving and in, in scaling your business like Jeremy is thriving. Um, North Point Outdoors is thriving. They, they do, I think, $18 million a year. I've been there. Uh, it's in uh, New Hampshire, Derry, New Hampshire. They're thriving. Um, Jonathan Potoshnik, he has City Turf in, in Dallas. They're thriving like crazy, $15 million a year. But the foundation is so strong that it's thriving. And the issue I see is I go to all these events and I, I talk, you know, I go to as many events as I can. I talk to people is, and this might not be the guy with the 6 million, but they, they start the business and there's so much demand, especially in, in, in your neck of the mm-hmm, woods. Mm-hmm. There's grass that needs cut. There's retaining walls that need put in. There's mulch that needs put down. There's seasonal flower. I mean, there's, there's um, hundreds of millions of dollars spent in landscaping, you know, in the, in the area. And, you start spinning these plates. You're like, well, I'll add another crew. And then you're spinning. And then the guy quits, but you already have the work. So you got, and then you got to hire someone else and he's not qualified. And you're spinning this plate. And then someone reaches out and like, Hey, can you give me a, and you're spinning this plate and you're spinning this plate. And the next thing you know, the, the marriage crumbles, the, even though the revenue is going big, if you don't have the foundation like Jonathan Potoshnik and, and Jeremy and, 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 and Dave Fairburn, they, if you want to scale, go follow those guys. They, they, they do Absolutely. $15 million companies and they're, they're crushing it. But my warning, and, and, and I'm not saying don't scale because it might be God's will for you to scale mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one day. My point is get all the um, foundation rock solid solo. Mm-hmm. Then if you want to scale, scale. But when I talked to Johnny Moe in Pennsylvania, I was texting him the other day. Uh, and shout out if you're listening, Johnny. He says he listens sometimes. <laughs> shout out Johnny Moe. Um, shout outs to Jason Creel, who I'll see next week in Alabama. Love Jason Creel. Great guy. So do I. Yeah. What you guys have in common is you're there for your children. You're, you're there for your spouse and you have, you know, financial success and, and you have margin in your life. Uh, J- Jason's business is epic. I've been there. Um, I was actually with him in the truck when we went out and did a, <clears throat> he did a quote. Someone called him and he's like, you want to swing over there with me? And I said, Sure. And he's like, I do that yard. He's like, I do that yard. I do that yard. And he's got a, he's got a thick accent. Yeah, like, yeah. I do that yard. <laughs> I do that one. I was like, dang, man, you're crushing this neighborhood. And they're like probably $400,000 homes, maybe $500,000 homes. They, they'd be much more here, but it's yeah, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. No offense, Alabama, but it's a lower cost of living. And he has this neighborhood just dominated. And uh, he's got peace. And it's right around the corner from his house. And his business is just so peaceful so as i'm writing this book about thriving mode like i want you guys to see tony as the example like this is what success looks like whether you scale or not is that you're you know you're in a healthy spot well i think that there definitely could be some dangers of where i am because um you know i think one of the good things if you're scaling your business it forces you to make some um some decisions like for example, like for me, I've been making myself get rid of a few counts every year, you know, like a few ones that I feel like in the low percentage or certain parts of the area or whatever, because I feel like with a big company, um, because if you're not making money or this something is really inefficient, it's going to show itself a lot worse on a big company, whereas you can kind of 
take some of the the blow of it as a solo guy. Um, so those are some things that I think you really have to pay attention because as a solo guy, um, something that I think about all the time in my mind and as I think about other solo guys, like I know other solo guys that are older now and retire, um, and you can go your whole life and you know just keeping the same doing what you're doing, um, but if you never really truly build that route and that business exactly what it needs to be for you, you can get to your whole life and and it, and you have nothing because you didn't, it's not, it still doesn't really cater to you. Um, and I feel like on a big company, you're going to be forced to make some of those good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the thing as a solo person that kind of can be hard because it's a little easier to hide it, you know, because you can, uh, you know, if you're not making money, uh, well, the owner, you're just doing it yourself. You can absor- absorb that little bit extra gas or whatever. But the thing is, um, you, you know, you get to 65, 70 years old, you should have been making enough profit and it should have been good all along to where you're, even if you're still solo, maybe then you're only going to mow two or three days a week or you can stretch it out, you know, if you're older or whatever, you could still do it. But see, the thing is, is I feel like guys, some it can be a problem with solo guys where their business, like you're talking about, is not that great of the customers they have or all these things, and they just kind of hide it and just make it work and just keep showing up, and they do that their whole life, and then then they're let down when they're 67 years old, and like, what am I doing? I'm just like <clears throat> wasting my whole life, and so as a solo guy, um, I that's kind of my biggest worry is so each year, okay, I have to make myself look at it, you know, like even this last you know, a few months ago, I had to let these two uh, neighborhoods that I was doing, let all of them go. And some of them, like I had done for 10 years, you know, and that, you know, it's another kind of a hurdle as a solo guy. Cause like, I knew these people like, you know, like, uh, um, you know, I had a few of them come out like crying, you know, outside oh, their house and, you know, man. the whole deal. Um, and then, and one guy was <laughs> saying, you know, like in this one guy, he, uh, owns a nuclear plant thing. Um, you know, kind of a big business guy. And he was like, uh, when I had told him that I was stopping his neighborhood, he was like, uh, talk to your parents. Cause literally if you'll stay, I'll erase a couple of my kids out of my will and I'll put you in my will. If you want to, I literally will adopt you. I'm literally willing to do this. Wow. And I'm like, that was weird. I didn't, that, I didn't, uh, yeah. So like some of those things, they will happen, but still ultimately, like even now, a couple minutes later, like it's been so great to not even have to go to those two neighborhoods, you know, at all. Um, already saved me a bunch of time and, you know, and gas and all the things. Um, but so I feel like that could be one of the biggest things that can kind of like go uh, undiscovered, you know, as a solo guy is you could uh, be doing bad business for a long time and you may not, may not really know. Um, so, I think you could you could have a solo business for a long time for your life if you you know if you really paid attention and how you did it um, and so that that's something for me that I worry about and um, you know it's not that if you're not better if you're solo if someone that's not solo and has a big business that is way way harder so some people that are new in the business they think hey if I can get a bunch of trucks and a bunch of guys and I'm not actually having to mow like that will be easy no that is the uh, that is the hardest, the hardest mental, you know, maybe you're not physically mowing grass, but. Yeah. Um, and then the guy quits and then they do a coaching call with me. Stop. <laughs> what do I yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you, but the, the, and I, again, I'm not saying 
uh, solo versus scaling. And that's not the point of right. the book. Right. The, the point of the book is whether you solo or scale, how do you thrive in that? And, and there's components. And you mentioned uh, knowing your target customer, you know, from the onset, if you would have only been in, you know, there's certain neighborhoods, th that's a way you're thriving. You have the right customers. And you, you, you know, even in, in what is this, for how many years is it now? I've been, my business for 13 years. Yeah, so even yeah. year 13, you're still trimming the fat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's an example of, of, of how you get your business thriving. And, and then, of course, with Jeremy, who has, you know, I think they're going pace to do $15 million this year. Wow. When you call their company, his um, assist, or not assistants, but his ladies answer the phone, they're going to vet you and say, hey, where do you live? Or, you know, or, or uh, my service area, shout out to Chris Gentry, he can put it on your website so it vets <clears throat> you're in the area or you're not. And so there's there's simple things you can do to get your business thriving. And I don't want you guys to think I'm only championing solo and proud. I'm championing thriving businesses. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.